Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Oh, Troy, you are so thoughtful. I wish I had the capacity for sentimentality like you do. Me? I wish I was more like you. No emotional hang-ups, endless cool adventures. You have it so easy. No, you do, Troy. No, you do, Abed. I wish I could switch places with you for just one day. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm Steven. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Zach, and you're listening <laughs> to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. <laughs> That's not what your laugh sounds like. That's the best thing. <laughs> I just higher pitched. Well, this is already a wash. Hi, everyone. I'm Steven, and that's all I'll say for the next hour and a half. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zat, and I didn't even finish my name. I just took the bit that I was going to do for my oh, name, sure. and then I did it for your name. Oh, because Cornwall. Yeah. It doesn't really work when the name's only one syllable, does it? <laughs> no. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. We're starting it off hot and sloppy, just the way you like it. Just <laughs> slop just it up. Sloppy and running down your cheeks. The You Can't Disappoint a Podcast style. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I hope you've had a good week, and I'm glad that it's brought you back to us for whatever reason. Yeah, thanks for sitting down at our 
kids' table with uh, little plastic chairs and an empty teapot, because we're going to talk about community. Wait, I lost you there. Are we having a tea party? At first, I thought we were at the... we. I thought our podcast was like the children's table at the wedding, and we're not yeah. allowed to go hang out with the adults. We have I was to thinking more the children's table at play with plastic dinosaurs that the slightly younger kids have been putting in their mouths. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Let's shout out at the top of the program our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Steven, do you know who they are without thinking or looking? Uh, if you yeah, don't, it's okay because they, they change every now and then. Change. Let's see what your quiz it's, is. Uh, Danny M. Lugo. Yeah. Uh, Mary Baker Budisa. Yeah. And. Nope. <laughs> oh, shit. And Taylor Ace and Planeswalker Press. And Taylor Ace and Planeswalker Press. <laughs> We love those people very much. They help keep the lights on over here. Without them, we wouldn't be able to send this podcast out to you every week. If you like what we do here and you want to support us, that's the place to do it. Patreon, <laughs> Can't Disappoint Podcast. You know it. You love it. There's all kinds of stuff over there. We do the pre-show every week before the podcast. Today we were talking about the Oscar nominations. That was really fun. We do... What else do we do? Right now we're doing Brokeback Bebop, a second rewatch podcast every single week. Going through the entire series of Broke <laughs> Brokeback Bebop. Going through the entire series of Cowboy Bebop together. It's kind of in the style of this show. We do some of the same uh, some of the same bits, but also it's quite different. It's much looser. It's a lot more outrageous, and I've been having a lot of fun doing it so far. So come yeah, check it's it been out. a blast. I really love it. I hope you guys love it too. New episodes of that every Saturday on the Patreon, and we got to shout out our Papa, our our can't disappoint pops, our daddy on Twitter, our daddy o nasty, <laughs> communities if you nasty on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have anything to say too weird about them, I guess, but Communities is great. You know, I would be willing to bet that what what percentage of our audience do you think is because Communities retweeted it? It's got to be like in the 80s, 85. right? And I feel mm. like that might be <laughs> a little conservative. That's the low ball, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's 90% Communities, 9% people that found us when we interviewed Joel, 1% 1%. me clicking it eight times as I'm uploading (laughs) it. (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. We're glad you have joined us. Steven, how you doing? You told me you're a... You're a, you're a you're a tired boy today. That you're I a am a withered a tired soul. Boy. I'm I'm road hard and put away wet, Zach, and not for the normal reasons. I didn't uh, follow you on that one, but okay. Yeah, I'll I'll draw you a picture later, Zach. Um, more so I'll show you a picture from our wedding night. Congrats. Uh, I'm still not following you. <laughs> it's okay. You'll, you'll get it when you watch this back. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. It's been a lot of dancing, getting ready for lots of different events, a cool charity event coming up next month. Uh, I'll probably drop how to donate if people want to donate to that at some point, but subscribe to our Patreon That's cool. instead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, subscribe to our Patreon and then donate some change. And then donate. It uh, raises a lot of money for breast cancer research. And we're happy to say that our Patreon is a hair more important. <laughs> Just it's a, a touch. It's a little bit more important that you It's that you about a squeeze more important. I mean, what are the, I mean, we already know all there is to know about breast cancer. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Nobody likes it. Why are we still giving money to it? 
Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. Steven, do you ever still feel in your day-to-day life? Because I know that what you do is really hard work, but Mm -hmm. to people who don't know anything about it, getting paid to dance seems like a a, a playtime kind of job, you know? Do you ever ever have that feeling of, like, I can't believe I get to do this and get paid for it? Whenever I get to travel for a competition and get paid for it, it feels like that. Especially, like, I think... My first ever competition that I got paid for was uh, I had a student go to San Diego, mm-hmm. and I was walking around outside, and I'm like, "This is crazy." I'm in I'm California right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gotten to go to Vegas a couple times, and I'm sure and do they they pay for a lot of your accommodations and stuff. I they pay right? for your flight and your hotel, and then in the ballroom during the competition, there's three meals a day and like a really nice buffet. So to be sleeping in a hotel in San Diego or Vegas or wherever, and it'd yeah, be your it's pretty job, nice. Where what two ish years before you were doing it, you were lifeguarding at the Dolphin Club. Or yeah, however many years. That's nuts. For That's cool. six dollars and fifty cents an hour, which yes, for those keeping track at home, was below minimum wage, only slightly, but below minimum wage. I have the same thought when, for for those playing at home, Stephen and I just had a pretty deep conversation about about this enterprise that we've mm-hmm. we've built before starting the show, and I have the same feeling. When we're like talking about our angles for the podcast and stuff, I have the same feeling of like I can't believe that we get to like yeah. sit over Zoom and and argue over which of the <laughs> thousands of sponsors we're gonna let step on our show. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think, don't feel comfortable with Colgate yeah. being the official title sponsor. It's planters or it's nothing, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Are you ready to dive into community? Is there anything else you want to get on the table? My uh, we... Speedo is hiked up. I got my swim goggles you on. You shouldn't hike it up that far, buddy. That can't be good for you. <laughs> oh, it's going to increase my speed. Zach, you remember that show I was telling you I was watching that was like professional like butt fighting? That, like, yes. Anime? Did you talk about that on the podcast? You Maybe. Must I was watching this show called Keijo. It actually was really good. The animation was awesome, but it's about these women. La- it's about that... sexy anime ladies that fight with their butts. Yeah, they can only use their butts and boobs. And if they fall off the platform into the water or they touch the platform with anything other than their feet, they are out. And they <laughs> and they want to become professional Keijo players. For, so the feet are for... kind of involved in the butts and boobs a little a bit. A little bit, but it's mostly the butts and boobs. Well, it um, always is. <laughs> there was a girl who she like was a judo, like Olympic judo person before this. And she like threw it all away, dishonored her father to go be a Keijo player. And, she and is was this like, just a I'm cartoon just not... or is this real too? Is this, this a real is, thing? This is a cartoon. I t- hope to God it's not real. Um, but I hope to God it is. Um, but it's just, a, it's just an anime. Um, but uh, it was a manga too. You can read it, I guess. Uh, but she like was like, okay, I have to get faster. And she found out if she hiked up her swimsuit, then she would get faster. But she could oh, only do it for like 30 seconds at a time. Yeah. My only question is what the f- are we doing still talking about community (laughs) (laughs) there's only like 10 episodes unfortunately we can do 10 on each i'm sure (laughs) we're gonna be having like like bets on who's gonna win we're gonna have like a fantasy league going it's i would love that i know i know you would i would I would throw it all away. I'd jump ship on community right now we can start the cage no we love community that's why nobody gives a (laughs) about Zach and Steven. Maybe they do a little bit after 90 episodes of this shit or whatever, but people are here because they love community and because we love community. So let's talk about community.
Let's talk about it. We're talking about Roll season four. Theme music. That's not Steven's never listened to the podcast. <laughs> the theme music was a long time ago. <laughs> We're talking about Play me se- in. Oh my god. The roots. <laughs> Take it away, Doc. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're starting Doc over. Doc Severinsen in the Tonight Show, man. We're talking about Season 4, Episode 11. It's Basic Human Anatomy. After this, just two more episodes of Season 4. You know... That's crazy. It's gone by so season fast. Season 4 has both been better and worse than I had hoped. I think after this season, the way that I most... Or this deep into it, the way that I mostly feel about Season 4, it's not offensively bad, but it's pretty lame and yeah. kind of boring uh but there's some real stinky moments this episode i'm quite excited to talk about basic human anatomy the episode was directed by beth mccarthy miller this is her only directing credit on community but i i clicked on her wikipedia page she has so many incredible directing credits over a really long career and this is just what i wrote down this isn't even like scratching the surface she directed episodes of 30 rock Blackish, Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Good nice. Place, Happy Ooh. Endings, Modern Family, Parks wow. and Recreation, Saturday Night Live, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's directed Super Bowl wow. halftime shows. She's what? directed MTV VMAs, and she directed a documentary about Nirvana that involved the band called Live and Loud. Holy crap, that's awesome. Beth McCarthy Miller, director of Basic Human Anatomy, and the episode was written by Oscar winner Jim Rash. Wow. Right? Jim Rash, Oscar winner for writing uh, The Way, Way Back with Nat Faxon. So an Oscar-winning writer and, of course, beloved community cast member wrote this episode. Isn't wow. that cool? I mean, that makes sense why this episode is, is so good, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think I can pretty confidently say this is my favorite episode of the season. And I love Herstory of Dance. It would be hard for this episode to be written by someone who doesn't know these characters to a T. Mm-hmm. And Jim definitely does, and you can tell. And it, it plays off in spades for this episode. And the episode originally aired on April 25th, 2013. Steven, let's do some trivia. Let's do it. Act trivia. Zach, I got uh, four questions this week. I do too. Who's going first? Your call. Um, I'll throw you the first one. Okay. Um, what class did Leonard get an A in? Don't know. It was rotary phone maintenance. That's funny. I don't remember that line at all. Who has Pierce been told he looks like? A Kennedy. Yes. Nice. Uh, what year did Leonard take rotary phone maintenance? I don't know, Stephen. Are you kidding me? 19 well, no i feel like it would be sooner than you would think 2008 mm, 1968 you i thought it would only... be funny if they were still teaching it in the 2000s yeah 60 years off or something no mm-hmm. 40 years off yeah yeah what is the study group telling the story of through banners the american revolution good job nice um, what did Troy get Abed for their three-year Freaky Friday Freaky Friday anniversary? A DVD of Freaky Friday? Come on, Zach. What? That's what, is that not what it is? 
A six pack of body switching movies and a oh, two year oh, yeah, old because, box of okay. raisinets. Okay, because there was like the Freaky Friday, Freaky Friday, something, vice versa, which he throws away because mm-hmm. it's Judge Reinhold. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Uh, what does Troy order at Senior Kevin? Senior, not Senior. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just an old guy, Kevin. <laughs> senior Kevin's. What does Troy order at Senior Kevin's for Britta? Crap, I can't remember. Is it enchiladas? No. Chicken enchiladas? What is it? You think Brito would be ordering chicken? Clearly, you haven't watched an episode of Community. Vegetarian burrito. she'll have the bean burrito. Bean burrito, nice. Um, how much did the gifts to Abed cost? Oh my god. So, you asked four questions, and they're from a total of two lines in the episode. Yes. And they were two that I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, twelve fifty. Ooh, under $5. I did catch the line. There was something about they were selling it as a part of the end of the rental chain yeah. industry sale. That was funny. <laughs> as someone who used to work for a video rental chain, they, yeah. they survived longer than you'd think. Truly. It just closed a year or two ago. That's nuts. And is it my turn? One last question for you. What does the Dean owe Leonard and according to what? Ooh, according to the Greendale bylaws, because he scolded him, he owes Leonard three wishes. What a great line. Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's Damn, my we trivia. we gotta get scolded by the dean. I didn't get, did I get zero questions? Did I get none of yours? <laughs> uh, Correcte mundo, <laughs> mi amigo. But again, I do feel like it's important to note that your four questions came from a, about 30 seconds worth of episodes. I thought they less. were pretty memorable lines. Sure, but. <laughs> pretty integral to the plot. All right, let's move on. What did we get sent in this week from All our, right, we have... our troths of friends? <laughs> this, this of course, this segment, of course, brought to you by Colgate. <laughs> no. Today. Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. Uh, Sorry, Mr. We've Gate. got an email from our good friend Taylor, uh, good old Tim Tam. Uh, howdy, Stephen. Hello, Tim Zach. Tim Tam to you. Um, just so you know, Tim Tam, my name is Steven with a P-H. Oh, well, how did he spell it? With a V. Wait, let me write this down. It's how? It's how? S. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been getting this yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, short email this week. Finally, he says. Uh, well, you're by... the only one who wrote in this week, so you picked a great week to, to skip on us. Um, trivia. I don't have any trivia. Just a comment well... about how good Pierce's posters look. He did do a great job. Hey, Zach, bonus question. How long did it take Pierce to do those posters? About 15 minutes. 25 minutes flat. But thanks. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's about 15 minutes. You step Uh, right off that high horse, get back down on here with me, and let me have that one. um, Funny moments. What should I do? Stay alive or don't. I'm on it. Uh, When Jeff tosses the DVD in the hallway... Abed, Troy's look is exactly Danny Pudi. Uh, incredible caricature. Every single part of the Dean's ending speech about having Jeffrey inside him, is that what Zach is going to use the soundbite? I hope so. It's a great idea. Um, Annie is so good in this episode, from the plucky valedictorian attitude to her outfits this week, to her attraction to Jeff Dean. All of it. Uh, oh, I see. That's what the exclamation point meant. I was like, Abed! And I said Troy. But it's Abed slash Troy, I think. But it's an exclamation point instead. Is that a Canadian thing? Um, 
Sorry to out you as Canadian, Tim Tam. Um, well, he likes Tim Tam, so he's got to be. Oh, wait. No, he's not Canadian. He's from Texas. <laughs> well, no. Know, Tim Chief. Tams are definitely Canadian. <laughs> Tim Tams. They're all Tim Tams Canadian. are Canadian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if I've seen a Tim, I've tammed them all. <laughs> okay. If it weren't for Dean Pelton, she'd have a strong case for MVP. Speaking of the Dean, what a performance. What a fantastic actor. Easily the MVP and a great excuse to remind everyone that Jim Rash is an Oscar winner. And then in small Not text. Not for acting, but true. To hide it. I hate everything about the body switching plot, and what? I don't want to talk about it or what? how much it takes me out of the show because it's dry humping the fourth wall in a no. very, very bad way. And no. what little realism this show has completely Tammy, lost this ridiculous Tim, Tim. plot line. You're so wrong. They didn't yeah. actually switch bodies, buddy. You missed the point. They didn't actually switch bodies, buddy. Troy is just not, uh, he's not. Uh, big enough to break up with his girlfriend face to face, so he has an elaborate way for his buddy to do it for him. Tim Tam, podcast over. That's that's what it is. <laughs> that's that's it. the thing. <laughs> uh, now I'll give it to him that I think in the past of watching this episode, I did maybe take it a little bit more on face yeah, value. Yeah, totally. But of course, that's not what's happening. Yeah. There's too much like I'm doing this for the other person going around to where in the end it becomes very clear that instead of the typical Troy doing something for Abed, Abed's doing something for Troy here, and I think that's really great. I really mm. love this episode. Let's move I on. I do too. Steven. There's just more of the email. Oh, okay. Short email, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is paragraph... Four or five. <laughs> sorry, uh, the A-plot tries to save itself at the end, and Jeff's routine light switch check is a nice bit of character development, but the entire story is so contrived and weak. It's so disappointing that all the chemistry that Britta and Troy had in the previous episodes is just wasted on this ending. Troy and Abed do a great job chemistry of Chemistry where? Each other, when have they been together the in other line. episodes, Troy and Britta? Uh, Leonard's default valedictorian is a funny bit, and the yeah. way Jeff slash Dean handles it is great. I've seen your old nose. It was a lateral move. Great line. Uh, really funny. Jeff and Abed slash Troy have some good moments, true. Two. Uh, see y'all next week for Heroic Origins. There's no exclamation point, but I don't know if that's supposed to be a slash. Well, if it's uh, at I the remember... end of the sentence, it's probably <laughs> to be an exclamation point. I'll see y'all next week for, the, uh, for Heroic Origins. I remember liking that episode, even though I know it gets a lot of flack. Well, Timmy, go ahead and send us in an email back to let us know what the exclamation point means up there in Winnipeg. <laughs> Thanks for writing. Pose teasers. Everybody, next week we are talking. Is that the end? Is that the end of yeah. it? Can I can I vamp? Uh, everybody, yeah. next week we're talking about <laughs> heroic origins. It's the superhero origin story episode of the study group. It's going to be a good one. Send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Steven, you know what time it is. Yeah. Time to spin that wheel of mythicality. Oh. How are you feeling? What do you um, think? Do you think you can do this one? I do not have high hopes for this one, Zach. I even was thinking as I was watching the episode, how am I going to get all of this into 20 seconds? The last time we recorded one of these was for Brokeback Bebop, where I do the recapping instead of Steven. Candace, mm-hmm. my podcast. Patreon, you check it out. And we kind of got heated because we had this whole thing about, like, what our... I don't know, like what the what the what the format Zach is supposed to be. Zach couldn't handle my criticism. No, and the little syringe. Listen, with listen, a pointy little needle know. at the end of his own None of own these medicine. people are paying the five dollars. They don't know what happened. Look, I actually 
sort of plan out what I'm going to say for the 22nd thing, which Steven thinks is like a lesser format, a lesser form of doing it. How it is. is that a lesser form than, uh, a f so Jeff and, uh, f you know what I mean? How is that? How is that the the high art version of it? In, I of think you just answered your own question, baby instead girl. Instead of my eloquent, what are you talking about? Everybody, it's time to find out. Did Steven did watch the episode Steven this watch week? Watch the episode this week. We're gonna find out. How you feeling? You think you can do it? I do not have high hopes. All right. Well, let's see what happens, everybody. 20 seconds on the clock. This one is for all the marbles. Three, two, one, go. It's uh, been a year since Troy and Britta have been dating, but it's also three years since Troy and Abed watch Freaky Friday. They switch bodies because Troy isn't mature enough to break up with Britta himself. Um, they have to do a project, or else Shirley and Annie aren't getting valedictorian letters in first place. The Dean switches bodies with Jeff, but not really, but he's really funny. And then um, at the end, Troy talks to Britta himself because Abed breaks up for her for him. Britta understands. Stop. Um, Here's what I'll say. You did, you did pretty well. You got a lot of the stuff, but I think that was such an argument for why mine is better than yours because there's just, <laughs> there's just no music to it there's no this is be, gonna become a i would point. say there's no music to yours zach yours is just facts i want some artistry some pageantry some panic i want some stress in your heart okay let me say that if michael jordan is about to take listen, the game winning shot and there's no sweat on his head there's no gatorade commercial zach Steven, there's a big gap from artistry to panic <laughs> <laughs> I don't is think this it? segment needs panic to survive. So basically, this is just going to become a big dick measuring contest between the two shows that we're doing now. Uh, you did fine. You did fine. Um, but I don't think I'm going to give it higher than a B plus. Okay, I'll take that. Thank I you, I think Zach. it's a B plus. Shut up. It's, where we're, it's the new biz. Gonna be, we're going to talk really badly about how the other one did and then give them a great grade. <laughs> You didn't do that bad. I'm just saying I think I would prefer a more thought You'd out. like it better the way you do it, Zach? You know Who'd what? I'll, I'll put this out to everyone. And this is totally – like solve this argument for us because I do think there probably is a right and wrong. I don't think it matters, and I don't want to argue about it for the 36 episodes of Community. You know who you are, Zach, right now in this instance. Now, I know you're not actually this type of person all the time because we oh, played God. Cards Against Humanity before – together and i think you're funny in cards against humanity i'm not but you know i'm the funny people, i'm not funny in cards against humanity are you ahead. one of the people that just tries to have something that makes sense yes ah and that's why i don't do very well because then someone else says butt plugs and gets all the laughs yeah i'm the butt plug but i'm like actually in context that doesn't rhyme for the haiku we were told you to said create. well grammatically it should be <laughs> a listen, butt listen, plug not we'll an butt plug so it took me out of it I've got to turn your volume way down in my headphones. There's no way this isn't coming straight through to the microphone. <laughs> We're, we've been hot lately. Uh, oh, I'm real warm on mine, too. Because here's the problem. My volume was turned down, and I was far from my mic, and now my volume is turned up, and I'm close to my mic. So everything is loud now. You're welcome, guys. Let's we'll, – we'll move on. I want you guys to write into us wherever you want on, on Twitter. Shit, what? There's like a – Something weird hanging down next to my window. What? It's like it's like a rope. Well, let me in. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do this see. Is so the, weird. I do see the like. I think I see it. It's like wiggling over there. It's. I don't know why. 
there's like a building like right next to the window. I don't have a view. It's just there for for fun. It, I don't know if something fell down of the next. Is someone place, gonna or? climb up or down it? I see God, it I hope not. It's a very thin spot. Sorry, Zach. I'll jump back to the show. That just that's scared okay. The shit that out was of me. interesting. I want you guys to write into us when it comes to did whoever whatever the episode this week. I want you to let us know. Do you prefer Stephen having put zero thought into it? And mm-hmm. I'm going to ask specifically for Stephen because that's what people hear on this show. Yeah. Uh, would, would you prefer that Stephen puts no thought into it and off the seat of his pants see what what really sticks from the episode, or would you prefer a a well thought out uh, some some thought put into it, a little a little a little more flair for the podcast? Let us know if you want it the shitty way or the good way. Write into us. Thank you. I'm going Let's for gas, Stephen. <laughs> What did you have as far as favorite funny moments this week? Um, I think my all-encompassing favorite funny moment this week was just the Dean in, yeah. as Jeff. That right. was so funny. It, every bit of it was so perfect. Like, it, it's just too good. Here's what I'll say. I'm going to narrow it down a little bit past that because, honestly, the Dean as Jeff uh, turning on Annie as a bit doesn't really work that much for me. What really worked for me was the Dean as Jeff versus Jeff as Jeff. Yeah. When they're both being Jeff. And just in general, I don't know if you caught on this, but if you watch the Dean as Jeff scenes and listen, he sounds just like Joel. He yes, delivers he his lines does. exactly like Joel does. And it's really, really impressive. All I'd wager because of the vocal inflections that he nails, it's equally impressive as Donald as Abed. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's dive in. What did you think of the episode? We've talked about it. This is your favorite episode of the season. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it has a lot of heart, and it's super emotionally driven. I think that this is an episode that, contrary to what Tim Tam says, I think feels kind of real, because I think sometimes you're in a situation where you're better friends with somebody than romantic partners, and, and maybe really we've hard not been to... seeing so much of Troy and Britta as a couple because they're kind of figuring out if they work or not as a couple, and they don't. And they don't. And I think that, you know, it's a really scary thing to try and want to maintain the friendship but not wanting to continue the romantic relationship, and that's a tough line to, to or walk. Or to be, I... like, stuck in a relationship that you wish was a friendship but because of fear of losing the friendship, you're just stuck in a relationship yeah. you don't want to be in. Yeah. That is what I said. Well, I was kind of putting it... Uh, we don't have to be against each other in everything. No, no, no. I say A and you say B, Zach. That's what the script said. We went through a three-hour oh, production meeting I'm getting this real morning. worried that by the end of this podcast, we're straight up not going to like each other. Um, but yeah, I, I also think that you know, for Troy, it being his first like real mature mm. relationship, he doesn't want it to end. Mm. You know, but I think he 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 knows that it's not what's right for them. Well, let's pause it there as far I wanna talk a little bit later about what this means for Troy's character based on how he's grown in the show and what we like and don't like about that. I think there's a conversation to be had there. Mm-hmm. I think overall uh, this is the strongest episode of season four because uh, her story of dance is really close, but I think this one is both quite a bit funnier, um, is Something community hasn't done yet in a way that feels really community. Yeah. And uh, the heart works really well. I'll be honest that it made me tear up just a, li- not, just a little bit. 
A yeah, little bit, it made me tear up. However, my biggest complaint is I do not think the success of this episode discounts all the issues we've had with the Troy and Britta relationship throughout the season. I think those issues are still just as valid. Even if this episode kind of gives some context for it, it doesn't quite make up for the rest of it for me. But this episode on its own, I have pretty much no problems with. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's dive in. I liked that this episode had the whole, even though we kind of had it with Enter to Knots last week, that mm-hmm. there was the school project at the center of what was going on that lets you remember even while all the body switch shenanigans and stuff are happening and and Leonard's the valedictorian and all this craziness that they're still at a school and they're still working on on projects from class together in the study group well and I think that when community is at its best even in high concept episodes it still has things that ground you to it being a school I mean even in um, as a controllable Christmas, they're still like very aware that they're sitting at the study mm-hmm. table during all this, you know. And I think that sometimes when community doesn't land the way that it can, it's when it forgets that okay, they are in this real world. And I, I think would that say- to have the crazy stuff that you have going on, you have to have that kind of um, balancing out. That's a good point. I remember, and it feels far away now and hard to pinpoint exactly how I felt but I remember having issues with season three when we went through it and I feel like that's kind of what some of my issues with season three was that it lost the this is a school with regular classes thing when Chang started taking over the school as a dictator and uh, the the AC repair annex of the school it was just a little too silly and larger than life from what we presented in the first two seasons Look, season four has its issues, and I like season three more than season four, but the season doesn't forget that they're in a history class. We don't see Cornwallis that much, uh, but most episodes at least have a, a mentioning of like school of activities, school. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Let's do some Chevy Watch for practically the last time. It almost caught me by surprise that Pierce was with the study group in this me episode. Me too, especially after like at the end of the episode. And intro to Knots. Uh, yeah, a couple of times. I tried to watch and see if there was any creative, like maybe a certain member of the study group wasn't there while he. It seems like they are. He does seem a little removed from everybody else, but yeah. they seem like they're all in the same shots. It's interesting. And Pierce doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, although he does have a nice kind of button at the end, which I like. What do you mm-hmm. think of Pierce in this episode? Yeah, he didn't bother me. I think he's not really in it a whole lot, but I also was surprised when I saw him actually in shots it's with other people. It's a little jarring, isn't it? Yeah. Well, because last week was Intro to Knots. Was the episode before that the puppet episode? Yes. So it's been two full weeks since we've seen Pierce on, on camera, mm-hmm. and I think knowing where this is going has made it easier to be like, oh, okay, we're in the show post-Pierce. But no, he shows up in this episode, and he shows up in the last episode. Uh, And it feels uncomfortable, because I just know whatever was going on on set with him certainly was. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy that Cornwallis's history assignment would be as yada yada-y as it is. The Professor Cornwall, he does not take me as that kind of guy. What? Is that maybe it's that after the Christmas incident, because if this is supposed to take place after Christmas, which they don't really say anything that makes it look one way or the other, but this episode yeah. is the episode after that. So regardless of when it was so produced, maybe after that he, uh, you know, is kind of just given up coasting through. He's less. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know either. It doesn't really make a difference, but I didn't. I feel like Cornwallis is more of a, a serious assignment kind of guy, especially after last week. Yeah. And this does take place after. They literally just say Annie mentions after having a C on the last paper. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that this episode and this season is doing that I kind of like. The couple of threads that are continuing as we get to the end of the season. Uh, I don't think the Annie Shirley thing with the valedictorian quite, because like last week, I think it was last week, we talked about how they've always had a little bit of a juxtaposition between them. I don't think they ever get enough meat out of the valedictorian thing. They kind of just make the same two not that funny, we'll say my name too, jokes that that they just make over and over again. But it seems like even the season was a little bit commenting on what we said last week that they never really got a chance to comment on or took the time to comment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting mashup of characters, but it, it's always on the backside of things. Behind them, it says, Welcome, hey, everyone, happy October 19th. Welcome back. October 19th. That's the uh, date that season four was supposed to premiere. And then it got pushed back, so all of the episodes started in, like, February. And when that happened, uh, the cast released a video online in character where uh, Troy and Abed were like, October 19th can be any day. It's a, it's a feeling inside of us more than a day nice. on the calendar. So October 19th is kind of a that's funny community thing. I think it's kind of funny when Annie's like, let's do a series of banners. Like, it's going to do this whole thing. And Jeff's like, yeah, I really don't care. Sounds Just good. Whatever Go it ahead. Is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really cute moment when Annie's all flustered and she's got mm-hmm. both of her fists on the table. She's like, Annie, I don't know if I agree that Annie's near MVP this week, but Allison yeah. has fun being one of the characters like on the sidelines this episode. Totally. She makes a meal out of her reactions and stuff, which I really like. What do you think of Jeff in this episode? I think season four kind of has Jeff figured out. Sometimes. Not always. He's still snarky. He's still self-interested, but he never does it in a way that seems as dickish and like inherently bad as it used to be. It doesn't seem very often that he's doing things that actively negatively affect the people around him so much as just get him out of stuff. And then when they need help in a pinch, he's usually like in this one in a second, when, when they talk about the lost DVD, even though Jeff knows that it's stupid, he immediately is like, all right, I'll take care of this. Yeah. I think think Jeff Jeff is is pretty good. Yeah. I like Jeff this episode. I think in general, the season Jeff has been a better friend. Do you have Uh, a counterpoint? Do you have a, where you don't, I'm trying to remember which episode it was. That he, that we compared to him doing the Hulk thing. Oh, the space time episode was it when he was Thraxis? Yeah, that was Bow not the best Jeff Thraxis. episode. Yeah, that wasn't the best Jeff episode, sure. But overall, especially since the Thanksgiving episode, I think they've done Jeff pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Shirley is the person who brings up that it is about to be the anniversary of Troy and Britta's first date and I, there's a really egregious Britta saying Britta and that I didn't like very much. What do you think of Troy and Britta forgetting that it's their anniversary and covering it up? Do you think that that's believable? I think, that it, I think it's believable that they would forget. I well, think Steven, that... Hold that thought for a second. I want you to look at this. In these shots where it shows Pierce and Troy next to each other are they actually next to each other? I don't think oh, they are. Oh, maybe not. I think that line where the yeah. doors are closed behind them to the left a little bit. I think they are not next to each other. Ooh. 
I can't promise. I don't know for sure, but I can see how they they could very easily cut this shot in half if they needed to, mm-hmm. and I think they just might have. What do you I think? I believe it. Do you think? Do you think? It I looks a little, it. Do you think it looks like there might be a little hair? I in do. And I was thinking at the end of the episode when he is like with all of them, it kind of his color saturation is a little bit different than the rest of the yeah SETI group. And I don't but, know exactly. I'm sure this is all just that everyone wants Chevy offset. I feel like it probably has more to do with he kind of at this point was showing up what if he wanted to, and that usually meant one day a week. So if he's not actually next to people, it's probably because they were trying to do all of his stuff at once while they had him. Yeah. Uh, finish your thought, Troy and Britta, first day. Oh, I think it's realistic. They're dating, and they are together a lot, but they also, I mean, Troy's focused on Abed a lot of the time. Britta's been helping Jeff with things, and... I think that it's, it's easy been a year. that they would They're lose track of time. They're certainly not in a I love you place yet. Yeah. Do you think something like that is inherently an issue with the relationship? Do you think that forgetting the exact date of a first date in a dating relationship, do you think that, that's, that that spells trouble from the beginning? Not necessarily. Or that it has to spell trouble? I don't think it has to spell trouble. I think it can. I think if it's if one person knows all those times and one person doesn't know any of them, that's a little bit concerning. Because it but doesn't really that seem like that's what's page. going on here. No, even though I don't it think leads towards a breakup. Yeah, I don't think they really. Yeah, look at it that way. What about you? Are you a person that takes dates really importantly? I kind of do. Yeah. What's your anniversary? Um. So with Danny, it's kind of weird because we had to just pick the day of our first date because we like had gotten together before we actually went on like a date date. The so period of not dating to dating is long and amorphous. Yeah, and the day that we actually became boyfriend and girlfriend, I didn't want that to be the date because we'd already been like seeing each other for like six months. So I was like, well, why don't we just do the actual first date date? Because I'm the one. Because if that, if you call that. it today and you break up in three weeks, that discounts the six months before that. Exactly. It's a uh, March 16th, I think. Yeah, I that's not check. too. F- me and Lily are February. Ooh, nailed it, third March 16th. Third or fourth, and now I'm second-guessing myself. It just happened. I think it's... It just happened. I think it, it was, just happened. It was last Thursday. Yeah. So I think it was the third. Anyway, I kind of liked the... If anything, with Pierce, I liked when he's, wow, you're sure making your way around the table, aren't you? And every time aren't Pierce you? talks in this episode, <laughs> he just looks like pained in a way that i kind of like it happens a couple of times where like he's saying the normal it's like he's even more senile than usual he's saying the normal like pierce bad things but he like doesn't know that he's saying it anymore yeah it's almost like he's like pilled up again (laughs) well chevy might have been (laughs) so the i miss pain pill pierce that was maybe my favorite pierce say that 10 times fast I miss Pain Pill Pierce, Pain Pill Pierce, Pain Pill Pierce. <laughs> yeah, so the other girls kind of arrange for Troy and Britta that they're going to re-go on their first date for the anniversary, and they're kind of like, yeah, that sounds nice. And they smile at each other, but then very quickly... Well, but if, I think if you look at Troy, he like is kind of hesitant, and then Britta yeah. is a little more excited about it. Sure. But, yeah. This but Troy epi- goes, okay, yeah. I think this is a great Britta episode. I really feel for Britta a lot in this episode. She's so um, mature in this episode. Yeah, and I think that I like seeing that side of Britta that's not like an idiot. There's nothing like very that in caring. this episode. She no. does – the way that she ends up taking 
Abed to the date a little bit later, or like Troy Abed to the date later is a little mm-hmm. Britta the the therapist, but it, it's it's it makes sense for her character and it doesn't belittle the character that she would jump on that opportunity to help Abed. Yeah, I think there's a couple moments in particular where we where Britta really shows how caring she is and how understanding she is and has been of Troy and Abed's friendship and how mm-hmm. they are for the last year, especially. So, but Troy, as soon as they make the date, he is very much more excited about the third anniversary of he and Abed having watched Freaky Friday. Uh, have you seen Freaky Friday? Have you seen several I've of them or just the Lindsay Lohan? You've seen them both. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the original. I've just seen the Lindsay Lohan. I like the Lindsay Lohan one better because it has Jamie Lee Curtis. Friend of the show. I just remember, which is a Disney movie, the Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis. I just remember the part where they first switch bodies and they grab their tits and ass. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do, vividly. She's like her mom. I've got the image burned in my head. And I think, doesn't Lindsay Lohan grab herself too? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, probably. It's a Disney movie. I feel like they don't do stuff like that. Not anymore. Disney went like extra G-rated after a while. But Disney also I mean, produced Pirates of the Caribbean, so. Which is still pretty tame, even if it was like more violent and stuff than a than a Disney movie typically was. You know, it's it's I'd put it in the same category as like the Marvel movies. Sure, yeah. It's a little scarier. What have you seen of these other movies that they mentioned? Did you were you familiar with all of these? Obviously, I know thirteen. Going I knew on 30. what some of them were. Seventeen again is the one with Zac Efron, where That's a good uh, one. Matthew Perry. Um, I like eighteen again. again sounds fake. Bit. I don't I know if that one's real. Is fake. I Vice versa, I think has to be real because they say Judge mm, Reinhold. Or Judge whatever. Reinhold. But the way they use it in the joke, because they say seventeen again, eighteen again, vice versa. I think that's a funny joke. Vice yeah. versa is both the name of the movie and works in context of the sentence. That's a funny. That's yeah. a super community writing bit that doesn't feel like season four bastardized. Mm-hmm. I also like the conversation that they have here. Well, I guess it's not for a second. We'll talk about that later. They go right into, as Abed picks <laughs> up the Freaky Friday DVD, they go right into this obviously rehearsed, uh, well, I wish I could be you. I wish I could yeah. be you. And I, I don't feel the need to really describe it, but it's really wholesome and performed super well by the two guys. And I think for... <laughs> Tim Tam to think that this is real, that this is actually happening. It just shows how great a so performance they gave. Just them pl- being friends. Yeah, this is a really great moment. And as much flack as I've kind of given Donald as Troy this season, Donald is really great in this episode, yeah. both as Troy and then as Abed. Uh, I love when they grab the DVD, they yell in unison, the lights start flickering, the faces that they pull, then especially when the shots are close-ups of their face going around in circles and like, <laughs> blending together. It's really great. Also, the the I think the light switch check joke is funny each time it happens. I it's think a it's, stupid it's stupid, joke, but, it's but funny. I do think I laughed a little bit harder each time it came. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens, of course. Jeff says something snarky, and then the cut to theme song is a little abrupt, a little awkward. A little bit. It almost feels like they like there should have been a scene before what we just watched that cut into mm-hmm. the theme song, but that they didn't go that route. But whatever. Do you think this episode's any better because Chang's not in it? Um, I like Chang, but the Kevin shtick uh, got old immediately. I'm going to be honest. I didn't think about Kevin once this whole episode. Okay. So maybe. Yeah. <laughs> But and I don't I like that on on like 
deeper dive into this season, I don't think I dislike Kevin at all. I just dislike what they that it's a thing. I think I do dislike Kevin. I just still laugh more often than I don't because of Ken. Yeah, I that, still okay, don't that's like what that it it's is. a thing. I don't like I love what they do Ken with him so much. Ken can just perform anything and make it funny. Also, did you hear about when Ken Jong and mm-hmm. uh, somebody else Robin walked Thicke. off the set? Oh, Robin Thicke walked off the set of the fucking Masked Singer when they saw it was Rudy Giuliani. That just I know that that's true, and I yes, I have seen that, and good for Ken first of all. But that just doesn't that just seem like out of a, like a Bizarro universe that we're yeah. Living in? <laughs> Where there's Rudy Giuliani unmasked on The Masked Singer and angers yes. judges Kin Jong and Robin Thicke. Where this is literally <laughs> like, first of all, The Masked Singer, obviously it's like an import from another country and it very much yeah. feels like that type of thing where it would be really popular outside of the it's US. It's not my jam. And it's become super popular in the US. It feels very mm-hmm. like we live in a simulation yeah. for me when f***ing like, I don't Ninja know. Ninja is lip syncing or is singing on a competition show dressed as like a whatever the hell he was. Yeah. So for that to go even farther and for Fox to put the, oh, Rudy Giuliani, it just feels, of Isn't course a it's dancer true. Now? Of course it's true. I don't know if they brought it back. They did it for a season. It was of, a thing. But doesn't it, it feels like an onion headline. Like yeah. A, like a absolutely fake, onion it does. headline. But it's real and it happened. I just, I, I don't, I wonder if they're going to air it. I feel like they might not air it because of the headlines, but I want to see Rudy Giuliani singing an ice cream cone mask yeah, or whatever too. it was. I'm start spreading the news. <laughs> of course it'll be that song. I'm leaving today. <laughs> and he did. He did leave the <laughs> same day. We're all a great big part of it. Okay. After the 9-11. Song, for like for for a season that's had so very little of Troy and Britta as a couple, we see them in bed together quite often. Yes, they, they wake up in bed together. I love that Britta's wearing the Help the Gulf shirt from a that's previous great. season, and Troy is Abed now and is very much Abed in the beginning, uh, or and is very much Abed from this moment throughout it. The way his eyes dart back and forth like Abed, the way he uses his hands, the way that he uses his facial expressions, and especially the voice. It's all very much Ovid. What do you have to say about Donald playing I love it. Troy I think playing Ovid? You immediately know what's happening as soon as you see his face, which is great. He does a great job with like the mannerisms. I think Britta also does a great job here of like trying to have a mature conversation and kind of like not noticing it because she knows Troy just does weird shit. And, and I'm so, glad that they didn't let that last longer than this scene. Where yeah. I was like, what is? Why isn't Britta like saying stop and stuff? I'm glad that they didn't dwell on that too much. Mm-hmm. So Troy, or how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? Should I think I talk- okay. So I, I want to ask this too because in terms of considering my MVP, are we counting everything that Troy, everything that Donald Glover does as Troy, and everything that Danny Pudi does as Abed? As as far as MVP is concerned, yes. Okay. But as far as describing the episode as we go through it, should I say Troy goes up to Abed in bed? Should I say Abed or Troy as Abed goes up to Abed as Troy, or should I say Abed goes up to Troy in bed? You know, I think the first one or the second one. Okay, not the third. <laughs> so, so Troy as Abed walks up to Abed as Troy in bed. <laughs> well, here's bed. what I'll say. I think to go against, I think to go against what Tim Tam said. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna shit on Timmy Tammy this yeah. whole episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> now we like him. He's going to delete his, his page. He's going to uh, not send us the beers or whatever. I, not, yeah, send us the beers first. And then f*** you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unless they're good. I think then. when Troy, Troy comes up to Abed in bed, right? Mm-hmm. And Abed wakes up and Troy says, remember when we switched bodies and it didn't work? Well, it did work. I think when Abed first wakes up, he's still Abed. Absolutely. And then Troy says, hey, remember that we decided not to do that thing? I think we need to do it now because I have to go on a date with Britta. Yeah. And I feel like... For me, who often doesn't comprehend everything that's presented to me on screen, I feel like it's pretty obvious that yeah. this isn't literally they have switched bodies. I thought so, too. They're switching bodies just as much as the Dean is switching bodies in this episode. Yeah. It's just that they're such good friends that they're, I guess they're better at playing each other. Mm-hmm. I love Abed looking in the mirror and stretching out his face and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> I want, I'd like to talk about Abed as Troy for a second. Um, I like it. I like it. I don't think the voice is right. I think it sounds like Abed doing a Troy impression. Does that make this like a case of using a black scent? The, the no. effect that he uses? Because and I, I, I defer to you on all things like this, but the reason that it stuck out to me was that I don't think it sounds just like Troy to be like a specific Troy impression. I feel like it's like an affectation on his voice. I don't know. It's I don't not think bad. there's anything extra there that's not there already. I think if he had taken it you further so? and started using a lot of dialect and things that Troy doesn't use, it would have been a problem. But I don't think he does that at all. Okay, the example that comes first to my mind, and I'm going to do a butchering impersonation of it, so warning for everybody. But when Abed as Troy says, like, I'm, like, hungry, but also, like, another word for food. I feel like he doesn't talk like that when he says stuff like that. Like, like Troy doesn't, like, talk in that, like... Sure. He doesn't draw it out quite as Huskier, kind of, like... I don't... You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. egregious, but I do feel like it's a little bit of a weird choice. Whereas Donald just nails Abed. Sure. But now... Abed is way more of a character that is easy to mimic than Troy is because totally. Troy it, Abed has all these little mannerisms that you apply and you just are you, like Abed. Whereas Troy, his Troyisms, his sweetness is so subtle and so much of it is just Donald. Mm-hmm. They immediately uh, have to look at each other's packages now that they're <laughs> now that they're in each other's bodies. And I was I just had the thought that I would not do that. If you and I switch bodies, because I've seen all that way too many times. It's, it's you don't just, want to see it from that angle. It's just red and shredded by, by now. <laughs> I don't need anything to do with that. <laughs> We're just mashing it at this point. And you'd see with me that there's just nothing there. It's just a straight Kendall situation. <laughs> Now we're back in the study room, and Annie is delegating jobs for the project that they've got to do, but it will very quickly become derailed when Troy and Abed, as each other, uh, wreak their havoc into the study room. Yeah, I think it's it's funny that Annie like lays up this whole like assembly line. It's okay, you're going to do this here, do this here, and this is going to make sure Shirley and I are going to approve it, which good that you know she included Shirley now that <laughs> Shirley said something about it. But I... I I'm a little more kind of on the Jeff side of this thing where it's like, you know, we're just trying to get through this project. Like, clearly he's not taking it that seriously, so why should we? It also sets the table perfectly for Pierce being able to do all of this on his own while they're all gone. 
Mm-hmm. Everything he needs and anything he could possibly need is all right there. All the extra space. It's yeah. set up very well. On another show, they would just have Pierce have made all the stuff and not exactly show all the paints and stuff sitting around. And you'd be mm-hmm. like, well, how is he able to do all that in this time? He like has all the stuff right there. When yeah. Pierce says he's so old, when they find out that Leonard it's is really the valedictorian, funny. it's funny. And just that Leonard is the valedictorian it is funny because it puts a bigger focus on the idea that community colleges aren't going to have a valedictorian. No! Yeah. <laughs> That's just, Colleges don't... They have like a... Uh, commencement speaker, or not even that. They have. Do colleges have like an equivalent of a valedictorian? This is just a high school thing, right? Um, that's not a high know. school thing. I college. I think you can. There's like a top graduate, class, like, like a dean's list, summa cum laude, or whatever, which means like the academic honors and stuff like that. But especially in, well, because like in college, sure, a lot of people are there for four years, but the amount of time you're there and like what grade you're in is, is a not, lot more. Yeah fluid than when you're in high school especially and in also you're like college. grades in college don't matter so that's why like it just matters that you pass yeah and then you've done it yeah but that's also kind of a cynical way to look at it i mean well, getting the most out of college and like doing well matters but it's not like you need those high numbers to be able to get to the next thing unless you're I mean, two people education. with the same degree have the same amount of qualifications regardless if they got an A or a C in the class. Right. Now, do your grades depend do your grades determine whether or not you could go on to get like your doctorate, your master's, that kind of thing? No. Nope. Or just having the degree. Just having the degree. So you heard it here first, guys college fake now if you're trying to get into certain grad schools and law schools like a tough one maybe but not so much for grad schools if you're like going back to the same school or adjacent maybe it won't but if you're just going you know it's not going to affect you the same way well that was rousing (laughs) Uh, Welcome I think back episode, to Can't Get a Degree Cast. I think this episode can't get a degree cast for sure. I, <laughs> I think this episode uh, underutilizes Shirley for sure. Yeah. I don't get why Annie always has to be the spokesperson of what's going on between Annie and Shirley, and Shirley just gets to I, pipe in. I do think, though, that Shirley's reactions to Annie having a thing for the dean are really funny later on. Yeah, I just Which is, I think, what saves that funny. bit for me is that Shirley made me laugh more than Annie did. I don't. I think the Annie doing thing is maybe kind of funny once, yeah. but then it goes too far when she's like walking around with his shirt around her shoulders. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Troy and Abed walk into the study room, and it's a really funny little bit <laughs> as they're like... Pl- it's like, okay, so here's... Donald is playing Troy, playing Abed, playing Troy. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny is playing Ovid, playing Troy, playing Ovid. So they're like trying to act like themselves, even though they're the other one, and yeah. they sit in the wrong chair and they fumble back to each other. It's a it's a funny thing. The That's way that really Troy funny. sits down next to Britta, and he's like, "Yes, hello." <laughs> I also want to comment for a second how much community always has been able to like get so much out of where each person sits around oh, the yeah. study table. Like that builds which characters they're vibing off of all the time, like Annie and Shirley, like Troy and Pierce. Well, and they often. set it up pretty perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how much mileage they get out of that. So then moments like this, 
they don't have to say they're sitting in the wrong spot. You just know because yeah. Abed doesn't sit next to Pierce. Troy doesn't sit next to Britta. Thank but they God don't have noticed. to hold up the charade very long because immediately they're like, we're in each other's bodies. <laughs> Jeff does call them dorks a lot this episode for some reason. And they are. <laughs> they're total yeah. dorks. One thing I want to say about Jeff and Joel, and you can kind of tell Joel was like sick during this and throughout mm. the week was losing his voice. And especially in the third act of the episode when he's giving his speeches and stuff, you can tell that his voice is like lower than usual and mm. a little strained. This sets up that Troy and Abed have switched bodies and they're stuck in each other's bodies until they can find the lost DVD that made this all happen. <laughs> and nobody really should care, but they have no choice but to because it's going to get in the way of them making the banners that they have to make. Which puts yeah. Jeff in charge of assigning jobs to everybody so they can they can make this happen. <laughs> Britta says, I have to go talk to Troy and then runs off. And you can tell in her face already she's like, she's not sure who she's supposed well, to go talk to. And I think that she's upset because the first thing Troy says is... Oh, well, yep, so now Troy has to go on his date with uh, yeah. Britta, but we got to figure this out. Okay, bye. And then, like, yeah. leaves the room, and Abed kind of follows him. He's like, oh, shit, I guess I'm doing that now, and yeah. gets up and goes. So I think Abed also shows how good a friend he is in this because, yeah, he's along for fun, but he also knows that Troy is freaking out and needs this to help him cope. It's very nice to see from Abed in this episode because usually the situation is flipped. It's not mm -hmm. very often that Abed – and. Honestly, it's smarter than this episode really even gets credit. It's not very often that Abed recognizes what's going on with Troy and, like, works with him without having to, like, mm -hmm. put in in plain words what they're doing. He doesn't have to do that because it's all within the context of a bit that Abed yeah. knows how to work within the context of. It's pretty smart. It allows Abed to be a better friend than usual while still putting it in terms that Abed can understand without making a big explained deal out of any of it. Which is, totally. is always a good thing. I really, really like that a lot. What is the difference between puffy paint and regular paint? You know what I think about that? Puffy paint pops, bro. But what is it? What is puffy paint? You don't know? No. Puffy paint pops, bro. Puffy what was paint the other? Pops, what was bro. the thing about Pierce with three Ps? Three Ps? You when I said say that three times fast, it was like Pierce pass. Whatever I was gonna say, puffy paint Pierce pass. Pierce bloop. Pierce is perfectly, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I don't cut, watch the show, it. man. We'll cut, it. we'll cut it. We'll cut that part. <laughs> just cut it right out. I'll Fix that in out. post. The shots of Pierce alone at the study table when he's like, what do you want me to do? And then Jeff says, stay alive. That feels like edited in for sure. Yeah. That's not the first time. Was it also this season when someone like walks into a room and it's just dark and Pierce is just like sitting there waiting for the lights <laughs> yeah, to turn on and season. he like reanimates. It's like they're doing that again here. He's just like, all right, yeah. I'll be right here sitting forever. In my spot. It's going to get really convoluted to talk about these conversations because of who's talking to who. Troy and Britta are having a conversation. Uh, Britta, Troy meaning the body of Troy. The, that feels like a not Helen of Troy though. not Helen of Troy the body of Troy but not the body of Helen of Troy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Britta is concerned about Troy and is trying to get to the bottom of it and Troy as Abed explains that he's doing this because the other person meaning Troy but Britta seeing it as Abed that he's like keeping up with the charade because Abed needs it when really we'll learn it's because Troy needs it 
which kind of gets Britta on board with, okay, if Abed's going through something and he needs a psychiatrist or a therapist like No, me, they're talking about Troy the whole time. Because she's like, is Troy okay? And he's like, yeah, Troy's fine, but he's really laying into this. No, no. And so I think Troy is, is telling her the truth and saying Troy needs this, but he's saying that Abed is Troy. I think I disagree. I see what you're saying, but I think... Because I think, if, I if Troy think... is Abed, Abed mm-hmm. wouldn't be talking about Abed needing this. But then who am I? <laughs> no, I You're think, on first. I think when Donald Glover and Gillian are talking in this scene... They're saying Troy, but I think Britta's saying Troy, wink, wink, to complace Abed, who is pretending to be Troy. I don't think Britta is picking up yet that something's going on with the body of Troy. I think Britta thinks that Abed, that's why she says, that's why she agrees to let Abed Troy come on the date with her, because she thinks she's there to therapize Abed, not Troy. Hmm. That's what I think, even though it turns out later in the episode that you're right, that Abed is doing something for Troy. I think that's what gets... I don't think Britta... It's so convoluted, I, and I've lost my... But do you know what I'm There's trying to say? There's so many layers! Do I do you know see what, what you're saying. Say? Yeah. I, think, I don't think Britta would that plainly go on the date with Abed and pretend it's Troy. I think Britta thinks she's helping Abed at mm. Troy's request. But okay. they are actually saying they're each other, so she's got it backwards. Mm. <laughs> so Helen of Troy. See, because she even, yeah, she's like, maybe I'll pencil him in for a session, you know, after my date with Troy. And is kind of like putting airs on when she says it and like looks towards Abed mm-hmm. Troy. I think... Britta is on a different page than they are. And I think everyone, I think you, me, Troy, Abed, and Britta are all on different pages right now. We truly all so are. So it's good that we've moved on to the next <laughs> Which starts off perfectly because the, uh, Jeff walks into the dean's office and says, I need you. And the dean says, it's happening. Shut the door. <laughs> it's like, what? Hmm? No. <laughs> I need you to get this DVD to Troy and Abed. So what's going on here? Why does the why does Jeff at first rope the dean into this? Because you wrote me into this because if if Troy just gives <laughs> them the DVD or if if Jeff if Jeff yeah. just gives them the DVD but they'll be like Jeff? that's not is the Jeff right Jeff one. Jeff or is Jeff Troy is Jeff, Jeff? is always Jeff. Um, and, and I'm Zach. And I'm Steven. And this is been you guys. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs> Um, Why is he getting the dean into Because this? he says if, if the dean gives it to him, he can be like, hey, we found this that was lost. But then they'd be like, why do you know this comes to us? Yeah, sure. I do think there is a little bit of, uh, I don't think Jeff would go this far into this. They should have included a line that he's only doing this because it gets him out of making a banner. Yeah. I like how subtly the dean puts together what's going on, how he can benefit from it, and gets Jeff to say what he needs to say, and the Dean already knows that he'll say it at the same time as Jeff. <laughs> it's such a perfect scene. Jim acts this perfectly, the like ripples that go through the Dean, the, the lights that flicker for another routine light check. So funny. It's really, really great. I could just, literally, I could just watch and laugh and listen to all of this. The Dean is so perfect as Jeff. The voice is flawless. This is one of my favorite Dean moments, I think, to date. It's so funny. It's freaking Friday. (laughs) This is right up there. Well, it's like the inverse of when Jeff got really into the role of the Dean. 
Yeah. It's like the inverse of that. And I like this close to as much as that. This is also, I would say, one of my favorite Dean things. Period. Mm-hmm. I like that Jeff very quickly is just leaving the situation. And Jeff yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with the Dean the rest of the episode. It's just the Dean is left to walk around in the body or <laughs> in the mind of Jeff. It's a really funny bit. And that yeah. it's not... I like that it's not just the Dean embarrassing Jeff the whole episode. That he's kind of off doing his own totally. thing. Him pretending to text with his fingers is really funny. And I like that he doesn't, like, say to Annie and Shirley when they walk up, like, oh, I switched bodies, I'm Jeff now, or something like that. He just is in that, in himself. Like, it's so funny. Now we're to Abed as Troy and Britta at Senior Kevin's. And here, I'll, this scene is exactly why I think I, I'm right earlier, that Britta thinks that, doesn't think that she's on a date with Troy because she's expecting the diehard thing that happens in a little bit to trigger Abed, like, out of it. Yeah. She, I, I just, I think Britta is fully there, thinking that she's there for Abed. But she also, asks, she knows that something's going on with Troy. Yeah, but I think the reason why Abed gets here in the first place is because. She but the first she's thing out. she asks is, "How's Abed?" Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Right. She's like trying to talk to Abed through Troy, but she's trying to talk to Abed through Abed. But Abed, as Troy, doesn't even blink at that. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't even like. He's locked that. in, yeah. It's nothing like, well, it's almost uh, shades of virtual systems analysis when Abed was like everybody, mm-hmm. and Annie was trying to talk to Abed, but get, couldn't get through yeah, like, Jeff. Yeah, to actual Abed. But eventually she could. She could get to Abed, and this that's not what it is as far as Abed's concerned, I guess. There is no getting through to Abed, because mm-hmm. Abed's doing this for Troy. So he's not going to break because he's doing a favor for Troy. I'm sure it destroys Abed to be right here when the, oh, when the yeah. diehard guy. This is probably my least favorite part of the episode, though. Mm. The annoying diehard waiter. Uh, they brought him up before. It's another one of those things of season four being like, hey, look, remember when Community did this? Here's more of it. Here it is. And the guy like goes on way too long about it, way too over the top about it. Uh, I don't know. It's a little too much for me. What do you think? Do you like Die Hard Waiter Guy? It's fine. I didn't dislike it. I think it's funny watching Abed struggle and not say anything. Maybe I hate it so much because I am that guy. Like, yeah. I've never seen Die Hard, and I'm not complaining about Die Hard, but I am the type of person who's like, oh, Toy Story 2, huh? <laughs> you mean... I don't know. I love Toy Story 2. But I would totally be the person who's like, oh, that movie you like? Well, I'm going to change your mind about it. Guess what? (laughs) It's bad now and always was, bitch. That's why we don't talk about Jack and Jill. Yeah, because it's a masterpiece and you'll never change my mind. I love Jack and Jill. Do you really? I thought it was funny. I haven't. I, I I also enjoy both Grown Ups movies. That's the difference between you and me, though. I don't have an opinion on Jack and Jill because I didn't hurt myself by watching it. I didn't put myself. You're lost. I you don't think Jack. So. You missed Adam Sandler in almost drag, I guess. No, that's it's really full s- Mrs. Doubtfire type situation, right? <laughs> it's kind of just Adam Sandler in a wig with fake boobs. Okay. You know what? Let that be his drag. And sweat in a bed and talk to a bird. Yeah, am I supposed to really watch expensive that now? Hispanic Al Pacino's in it. Okay. And he wants to bang Adam Sandler. 
Well, look, I still want us uh, at some point to maybe do a movie review once a month on the Patreon. Maybe Jack and Jill review, if that's what Al you want. Al Pacino, people. Dunkachino. Al Pacino, Dunkachino. Does Al Pacino play himself? Yes. And he says that, what you just yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he also gives a performance as Don Quixote. Also, this guy's just wrong. Die Hard's great. I don't have an opinion one way or the other, but I imagine if I watched it that I would enjoy it. So are it. the second and third one. If you argue that the ones after that aren't as great, sure. Die Hard 9. Die Hardest. Abed doing the Troy saying something and then looking up and smiling doesn't come off as like Troy to me at all. You know what I'm talking about? I don't feel like he does that. Or if he does, that's not what it looks like. It just looks... I think he's giving the best performance as Troy Barnes since Donald Glover himself. Steven, we don't always have to be against each other. I feel like I you, think we do. I feel like you agree America, with what I said. Argentina. Are you with me? Argentina. <laughs> remember when we, we were, were like the one. top? We were the number something television podcast in Argentina. We were like top we five. Joel <laughs> I haven't checked that number since. So I've just assumed it stayed. I'm sure it's only gone up. We're holding yeah. that top spot now. Yeah. Well, they're just getting community in Argentina. Yeah. So we're really we're really timely over there. We should uh, speak some more Spanish on the show. I'll pass, but go ahead. Tell them about we the don't Simpsons, talk about Bruno. E Harry Potter. E e <laughs> I'll cut that, but I couldn't help but think of that. What was that from? When did I do that? You were trying to help. You were being very nice. Oh my god! You were trying to help Dis people who Universal. didn't speak English at Universal, and then they were asking what they could do at that park, and you just said the words in English because it's like <laughs> e stuff. Harry Potter, <laughs> e el mummy. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that in. That's funny. In Hulko, incredible. <laughs> Oh, that was the person yeah. working at the butterbeer stand is like, I'm so uncomfortable. Can you please <laughs> stop? And also, they were like asking, like, do they have this kind of beer? I'm like, I don't know. Like, oh, I didn't. I all I that was what the whole was thing purely, was about is they were trying to like ask about a certain kind of beer. And, and then when they like, picked up that you maybe could comprehend them and maybe talk a little bit, they were gonna ask you some other questions. Mm -hmm. But you could you could comprehend and you could. Like, you could comprehend the questions, but not, like, answer them not to answer the fullest it. extent. So you were like, mm-hmm. Here's what I'm I'm yeah. going to blame one of our wonderful patrons, Danny M. Lugo, who's also my Don't girlfriend. Don't put this on Planeswalker and... or Prez. This isn't their fault. <laughs> and she, like, teaches me Spanish, but not really. So I don't actually speak it that well. I understand what a lot of words mean, but then I can't regurgitate them. And what you were doing in that situation was very sweet. I think you probably did help them more than confuse them, but it's something that is Well, the live dad and I went forever. on a date later that it night, was very and boy, was he confused. It's like, I don't see Harry Potter anywhere. <laughs> it was just me in, in your glasses. You're walking around the restaurant blind. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Zach can see okay without his glasses, but not really. No, I really can't. <laughs> I probably shouldn't take them so much and wear them. Well, I mean, I probably I probably won't 
fall and bump into things without my glasses, but like I can't <laughs> see farther than 25 <laughs> feet in front of me. I can't read signs for shit. Sure. I'll, I have I'll to be, be in eyes. plays where I can't wear my glasses, and it's not fun. That seems rude. Uh, <laughs> Why can't the character just have glasses? It was like uh, it was in Brigadoon, and it was because it took place in like old Ireland or something. <laughs> and I no eyeglasses. I here. had an accent and everything. I was Charles Dalrymple. <laughs> <laughs> you better put those potatoes over your eyes and see. And they'd be like, well, you can't wear your glasses because it's whatever year. And I was like, I bought this Abercrombie and Fitch shirt from the Goodwill. And I can't. I'm wearing Chuck Taylors right now. And I can't wear my glasses. It's just going to take me out of it. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Uh, Troy and Jeff end up uh, working together here. Or Troy as Abed and Jeff. What's happening here? Jeff was like, I got you Freaky Friday. I found it. And Troy's like, that's the not the right one. one. That's the remake. This is what I wanted to talk about because he mentions this is the new one where it's a, uh, a, a magic, a magic fortune, fortune cookie. cookie. And it, it totally was. Yeah. You go to uh, the Disney early 2000s Freaky Friday for Jamie Lynn Curtis and Lindsay Lohan grabbing yeah, their boobs who? and butts. And you, what? For who? What did I say? I Jamie Lynn Curtis? Yeah, Jamie Lynn Curtis, the <laughs> act trivia lady. <laughs> I thought that was Jamie Lou Cordis. <laughs> yeah, we've lost her. We couldn't keep her. <laughs> Jamie Lou's out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we stay. We watch that movie for them grabbing their boobs and butts. You stay for the overt racism. Yeah, because it's I often super do. like Chinese magic is what makes it all happen. Mm-hmm. It often is, Zach. Honestly, um, I wish they would have given Donald as Abed something a little more exciting to do in this episode instead yeah. of just being stuck with Jeff because that's the caricature that I like to see more, but Abed and Britta get the storyline that I'm most interested in. I wouldn't have even minded a situation where it was Britta and Troy, but Troy as but Abed. But Troy was Abed, yeah. I, that would have been interesting too. It could have worked either way. Mm-hmm. Now it's for the scene that no one is ever prepared for. You're not prepared for Rip Jim Rash. You're he's not prepared so for Bill. He's doing push-ups with his feet up on his desk, and later it's just with one foot up on his desk. Yeah, that's impressive. That's a that's a man right there. But then he's got that face and those clothes on, and it just doesn't compute. <laughs> but he is. And he is immediately toit. taken aback. Let's talk about that. I don't like that. Not because it's not kind of funny, not because I get don't get the joke, but it's the same but different as deducing Annie to just like the schoolgirl that loves Jeff and that's it. Yeah. That she that's if you're gonna talk about realism in this episode, that's something that's supposed to literally be real. That Annie just can't control herself around men that talk the way that Jeff yeah, does. And I, I don't I think it like would have been funny much. if they made the joke like one time and Shirley was like, what's wrong with you? And then Annie kind of snapped out of it. But, but they, they make it like eight times. That's what it is. It's funny the first time, but it, it keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> what I do like is that since the Dean is Jeff, that allows them to get the information they need about Leonard out of the Dean to uh, uh, take him down from being the probable valedictorian, which is still so funny to me. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't watched this episode recently, 
uh, because everyone, I think, remembers that the Dean acts like Jeff. Everyone remembers how good Donald and and Danny are in this episode. Mm-hmm. But watch it again just to see how f***ing close Jim Rash is to Joel's voice. There it's are crazy. literal moments where if you had told me it was Joel's audio over it, I would believe it. It sounds so it's close. It's so good. It's, it's only crazy. like one word that he says where he kind of gets the high-pitched Dean mannerisms mm-hmm. again. And before that, it, it just sounds just like Joel. And it's very impressive. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if I do have anything negative to say about this episode, it's kind of that they set up the plots and then we just kind of walk around. and they don't. There's not a, a, enough going on in the middle of this episode. Sure, you're kind of just waiting for everyone to, Everyone's to get to the in point. the place, yeah, where the story will end, and there's like eight minutes left. And I think that's a problem we've had a couple of times in season four. I also love the like real kind of look of like fear, like a little bit of shock, and maybe like not quite betrayal, but a feeling of like almost invasion of privacy that Britta has, where it's like Detroit tell you these things, and yeah, yeah, and like all these things, and. I think that was really well done. Britta's performance, I think, is fantastic throughout this whole episode. I'm sure that's common in relationships where you're dating someone who's very close, uh, constant friends with somebody else, that you haven't given your privacy away to that other person, but your significant other probably will. I absolutely had a situation where I was dating somebody, and they shared some things with a mutual friend that we had that I was really upset about. No. Uh, at the time, because we did used like, to talk Whoa. shit about our girlfriends to each other. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. We were the good guys in that scenario because it was us. No, Zach. Steven, we were bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, this was not that related. Okay. It was that person shared something about me with someone, and I was like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you want to divulge or is that as far as it's going to go? I can tell you off off pod. You you're right, Zach. You're you win. You win, Zach. She she does think she's helping Abed now. She thinks right. Abed's acting out because right. of their anniversary. Yeah. Which I think is what makes so many things about this episode work on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. That Abed is helping out Troy in a way that he's normally not able to do. But because they're doing it under these pretenses, he's able to do it comfortably. Yeah. Uh, I think this episode... One thing season four has not been, even though I've liked a decent amount of it, it's not very subtle. And this no. is not an episode that you would expect to have these subtleties in it. But it totally does. Well, I love that Abed is able to have a mature conversation under the umbrella of being Troy, you know, under the kind of that. He's like, well, I'm Troy, and Troy can talk about this stuff with Britta, so I'll talk about it with her. And it's a very community thing, because community has never done something like this conversation that's happening here, this, like, Mm -hmm. intense relationship conversation that will affect the people around it. Uh, and it's very community that they're doing it while someone else is being a caricature, while they're in this silly restaurant, that Britta is having this honest human emotion while she's being talked to by Abed pretending to be her boyfriend. That's so community. Yeah. I, I do like, though, that it proves that Troy and Abed do have these mature conversations on their own and that Troy does confide in Abed about things. And you can maybe assume that Abed does as well, even if he can't offer a lot of advice. You know, they're well, because- having these conversations just like how abed is able to help out troy in this situation because it's under pretenses troy and abed together are always in that zone so i i imagine it's like the most raw and open and honest abed's able to be mm-hmm. but we don't see it because it can only really happen when the two of them are alone are alone 
I really loved the bit of Jeff <laughs> and Abed Troy walking in to figure out where the lost and found is, and it's all of the janitorial staff having a, a murder mystery <laughs> night during... They say we have murder mystery nights during the day. So funny. And it's just a non sequitur that comes and goes. That feels very community, like yeah. not a season fourism at all. I think this is a great bit. And we get to see... I don't know the actor's name, but the... One janitor who we mm-hmm. see all the time. It's nice to see him again. They direct them to the Lost and Found, which, of course, in a very uh, a Greendale uh, way, we'll see, isn't just like a little box. It's like a, a, a whole, like... <laughs> it's like a police locker. Evidence yeah. Locker, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now the, the Dean is straight up just walking through the hallways <laughs> shirtless with Shirley and Annie in tow. I really also love this non sequitur here when the way that they take Leonard down is just, we just looked at your transcript, transcript Leonard, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm <laughs> bye, and that's it. <laughs> that's all they had to do. Classic wrap-up. Well, yeah, it is a classic wrap-up because mm-hmm. now the Dean points out without their common enemy of Leonard, now they're just pitted against each other directly, yeah. which is going to be tough for two characters that are usually pitted against each other indirectly. Yeah, the line about Leonard's nose job being a lateral move is very funny. That is very funny. The Lost and Found Locker is going to kind of bring in the third act, the closing sequence of this episode that works really, really well for me when, in a little bit, Troy and Abed get to talking at the same time and they cut back and forth between them and... I don't know, they just really complement the two stories, the two frames of mind for these characters really, really well at the end. Yeah. However, this is the scene where if you go back and listen to it, you can tell that Joel's voice is is harsh. Mm. This is where Troy, as Abed, kind of says some things that give away to Jeff what the real Troy's actually going through, where he's glad to be here instead of at the date with Britta because he's not really emotionally there for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool. It gives Jeff... It's like a little break that Troy has, uh, and and it, it Jeff sees right through that really well. I think Jeff also is a pretty good friend in this episode. Yeah, he is. In context of Jeff Winger. Meanwhile... Britta and Abed, as Troy, are really getting to the root of their relationship issues. Uh, what do you feel like they are? What do you feel like doesn't work about I think about the biggest and Troy? issue is that, like, I think they're just better friends. I think they, there is attraction to each other. Like, obviously, they're both attractive people, and they are attracted to one another. But I think that the whole relationship thing, I don't think Troy was ready for it. You know, I think that he likes Britta and likes being around her, but I think he liked their friendship more than any other aspect of it. Um, And I think that there's a lot of pressure at this point when you've been together a year, there are probably expectations on both sides that maybe neither of them are ready to meet. I think Britta is somebody who can get complacent. We've seen with things and people and can fall into patterns. So she probably would have stayed and would have been fine with it. I mean, obviously she likes Troy, but I think that she also can kind of see that maybe this isn't the best for either of them. Something I want to talk about a little bit in this episode, because I've been kind of thinking about it more recently than I ever have before, and we're getting closer and closer to the end of Donald Glover's tenure on Community. Yeah, I thought about it a lot watching this episode. I think I'm, st- I think I get the Troy and Abed shippers a little bit now. 
Because don't you think there's something to it? Coming from the same man who was a stone cold set on Abed being asexual and seeing But that's one. what I also I don't think it's I don't think it's that binary. I think it's more fluid than that. But I think there is absolutely something to they need each other to sure. bear their souls. They can't do it with other people. The types of relationships that they want or that they can can deal with are not the types of relationships that they feel like obligated to be a part sure. of. Like a tradition like whenever Abed's with a girl, it's usually for a bit. And when Troy tries and tries, it just doesn't work. I'm not exactly saying that I think the characters are are, are queer. I, I think that's possible. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're very dependent on each other in a way that yeah. that is more than just best friends with each other. Uh, what do you think? Do you have any thoughts? I mean, I think they're above all best friends, but I definitely kind of get that thought process. But like, also, they could be the best friends that then live in a house together for the rest of their lives and aren't yeah. explicitly sexual with each other, but are like loving, caring partners with each other for the rest of their lives. And that would perhaps be happier for the two of them than mm-hmm. than than them going on to marry a girl that they meet or something. Sure. I don't know. Except Brie Larson and Abed are are great That is together. a good exception. That pairing does work really well in her I also advance. still like Abed and the FBI agent. I think that was really cute, too, and I wish that that had been something that they'd at least touched on before again. But maybe that I don't. That was cute, maybe, too, but yeah. I would reckon that once that relationship doesn't become the game that it is where they Mm -hmm. can't be in the same room with each other. I think when they're in the same room as each other and all the walls are down and now they can be together, I don't think Abed's interested anymore. I think he wants to go back to when she had to be in the van behind the window and stuff like that. Sure. Anyway, let's wrap up this episode. We're getting close to the end of it. This is that scene I was talking about where both Troy and Abed come together as one. The plot lines come together as one and are edited back and forth really smartly. I think Mm -hmm. uh, the director did a really good job. The editing team did a really good job. I do too. Where it becomes clear that Britta is being broken up with and it wasn't exact. I don't even think the plan was to break up with Britta. I think, I don't think they thought that far ahead. I think Troy has just been dealing a lot with what's going on in his relationship and he can't deal with it. So he sent Abed and Abed knows what Troy wants probably better than what Troy wants. And Abed with his logical brain, as he tells Britta the issues that he knows Troy has, I think is able to deduce that like, yeah, I guess you guys are breaking up. Yeah, that's what I kind of see happening. I love seeing the kind of sadness in Abed's eyes too when he does it. He's like, wow, that's that's what this is like to do this. I like the part where Jeff's talking to Troy and because Troy's like, you know, I'm sorry for doing all this for a bit. I know you don't respect him. And Jeff's like, I don't. But I do respect, you know, kind of what you're going through and and how dedicated you two are to your friendship and to being in a relationship. And I think that, you know, this does prove you're a man. You're not a coward for running from this. Like, that's what I, I think. Let's that's talk about this again speech. now. Let's uh, as we're wrapping up Troy's tenure on the show. Let's talk about, for a minute, what they've done with Troy's character. I think especially over season three, they did such a great job mm-hmm. of turning him from very childish into a man that still has all of those childish things about him that inform the type of strong man that he can be, that he's still in touch with those things. You yeah. Get... Yeah. Did the rope, like, bang against your window? 
I don't know what it is. It sounds like it, but I don't see the rope anymore. Uh, so they've turned him into this man that still has all of those childish things intact with him, and now he gets into a relationship because he's been able to mature and become more of an adult, and then he kind of backpedals here and is able to admit that he's not mature enough for that yet. Do you yeah. think that does the character a disservice, or do you think it's no, a good thing? Do you think it I shows honestly more think maturity? that it, it shows more maturity sure. because it's very easy to be like a kid and be like, oh, I'm in a relationship, this is forever, this is great, this is the one. And I think that we all at a younger age did that Oh, it wasn't certainly, accurate. Certainly. Maybe like every time, <laughs> you know? So I think that... Still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it does take maturity to realize, you know what, I'm not ready for this relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we we find that out too late in the process. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for Troy that he's finding it out before it goes too far. Happy for Britta too. Yeah. That is interesting. I think this is one of the most unique television couple breakup stories because it's so amicable. There's yeah. no like nobody cheated, nobody hates the other one. There's even in the next episode there's not really like an awkward how can these characters coexist anymore, which I do wish a little bit community was the type of show that would let what's happened to these characters inform what's going on with them in future episodes, yeah. but instead they kind of have to put it back on the on on the other side of things, kind of not focus on it, especially when Dan Harmon comes back and he kind of throws mm-hmm. away all of season four. But I, I do like that this is the type of breakup where they clearly love each other in yeah. a different way. And that love and that chemistry you've been seeing all throughout the series that led to them getting together, that can be real and they can have that chemistry and it not be romantic. Yeah, I know. Sorry yeah. to the audience. Steven's got something weird going oh, on shit. outside. What? There's like... Shit hitting my window. Are you okay? I think they must be working on the roof next door, Do maybe. Do you need to take a second, like... or are you good? I'm good. I just don't Do you know want to check it out? Yeah, there's, like, shit falling off the roof, that either my okay. roof or the roof next door that's, like, hitting my window. I don't think anything's going to break it. I can kind it's... of hear it through Zoom, so I'm sure it'll show up on Audacity, so yeah. sorry, guys. But let's wrap this up. We're getting close to the end. I Crash, crash, rattle, is... rattle, rattle, rattle. I think this is really good and it's really mature. And I also like the things that they pull off to where Britta gets to the point where she knows that she's having an honest conversation with Troy through Abed, whether it's really Troy or really Abed or anything. Obviously, Abed would know better than anybody else what Troy is thinking when when Britta's not around. And also, uh, Troy gets to be the bigger man and doesn't just let his bro break up with his girlfriend. Which I love. That's what I said to Lily last night, that this episode is a great job of like taking that idea of not being man enough to break up with your girlfriend and needing your bro to do it for you. This like, (laughs) because we've all been there, right? Not as an adult, but in school, we've all totally been there. See, I was always the friend that broke up with the person for my friend. Did that Mm. several times. Mm. So you were single is what you're saying. (laughs) For a lot of it. Damn. <laughs> but I really like that. I like that Troy does get his moment where he also shows up to the restaurant, uh, gives Britta the respect that she deserves, and has an honest conversation. Even, like, I don't know. It's still weird because they're still, like, being each other <laughs> at first. Mm-hmm. But then here in a second, they'll switch bodies in the middle of the restaurant. And well, they're, they're going to see it through. <laughs> yeah, of course. They can't just drop it. And it's cute that now uh, Jeff kind of sees what this bit is doing for them. Even mm-hmm. Britta, who's getting broken up with right now, sees yeah. this is like kind of cute and endearing that these are what these two have to do. And 
Troy gets to be the bigger man and have an honest conversation with Britta instead of just running away from it. It's a nice <laughs> ending for an episode that's so ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Why do they have to look at their own penises again? When <laughs> just to make back? sure they were back. Make sure that while the other one was taking it out for a spin, they didn't hurt <laughs> it. Tim Tam, when he wrote Jeff throwing away the DVD like that is the funniest moment, I kind of discounted it, but that is pretty funny. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, cool, let me see that. Throw away it. That's funny. <laughs> and then the rest of this episode is just genuine and honest, and I really like it. Uh, Donald sells the shit out of his speech to Britta. Britta's face this whole episode says a lot. Mm-hmm. She... Yeah, I, I do think there's a little bit to this that they could have done a better job of making Britta her own person who has her own voice in this relationship, too. Sure. I do think maybe in some regards this episode sells Britta a little short, but Gillian delivers everything that she possibly needed to. That look on her face is so real. How yeah. could you ever break up with someone who's looking at you like that? You wouldn't do it, would you? You just don't. I would, no, you don't. So, but Troy is mature enough. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. So after that, now we're uh, the study group walking towards the study room. Everything kind of seems cleared up. Their, their project certainly isn't, but everything feels a little bit better. It look that right here. That pretty much says everything. Troy thanks Abed for helping him out and and apologizes for throwing him into it the way that he did. Yeah. Nobody really knows that they've broken up yet, but Britta's able to say that like their dinner was good and it worked out the way that it needed to, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I actually love that the bow in this episode is that they <laughs> walk into the study room and Pierce, who isn't going to get hardly any more chances to shine and be an active member of the study group who does something good for the group. Yeah. And honestly, we'll get a couple of like send-offs for Pierce in the coming weeks at the end of this season and the beginning of next season. But this is a nice little like remembering Pierce as we knew him while we still have him for a second. I actually really like that they had Pierce do this. I think it's a good bit. And he absolutely nailed it. His banners are great. They're fantastic. But I mean, Pierce has probably taken all of these classes like 10 times by now, so he probably yeah, knows, he knows shit what's up. about the American Revolution. His dad looks like he was a participant in it. <laughs> right? They all get to have a nice moment. They've gotten the project done. Everything as as it should be. And then the dean gets to show up to say, I've been inside Jeffrey a thousand times. <laughs> have Jeffrey inside of me. I almost think this episode could have used a little bit more of that subplot. How did the dean get Jeffrey outside of him? <laughs> he didn't switch back with the DVD. It's true. There's still a little bit of Jeffrey inside of him forever now, I think. Always. And then the I scolded Leonard today and I owe him three wishes is a really funny Dean bit too. Uh, it's very clear that Jim Rash not only can write for all of these characters better than some of the writers on season four can, he can also write the shit out of the Dean too. Yeah, super funny. Not that this wasn't a, a, a room written episode as all of them were, but Jim Rash is definitely strong hands to put them in. Literally strong. Did you see his muscles yeah. in this episode? Dude is swole. Troy getting to deliver a line like, we need to get scolded by the Dean immediately is really sweet. Really Troy back in his own body after yeah. this whole thing. And then as everyone leaves, ooh. It, 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 One of my look, favorite moments of the whole episode. That was such a real, like, don't go yet. Like, we need to have a moment. That was great. And look, man, I, I don't think I'm going to tear up, but I feel the feeling a little bit in my in myself right now. And mm-hmm. I don't, I think this is the second time that season four has made me feel this way and yeah. i don't really think community before this that's why i keep saying commu- a season four community gets the heart right 
they yeah. can they can be sweet and hard on their sleeve in a way that I think Dan Harmon's community is a little too I don't know, is a little too dark-minded to be able to do that and I think especially 4 years deep into these characters it speaks a lot to let them hug each other and to let them love each other and for them to have this last moment as like what has been our normal for a year now, the normal that we've built is now changing and we need a second to just be like, hey, I got you before we like go our separate ways and, and see what's going to happen next, I guess. It's really sweet. And yeah. Britta, Britta's face and smile, man, it's just... But doesn't it make you pissed off how much they didn't do anything with their relationship the it rest does. of the season? When look it at does, that. But... Look at how charged that is. I'm glad that they earned it and obviously it works, but... Wouldn't it have been a little bit more uh, affecting if you actually did kind of want them to stay together? Whereas when the season aired, I think you were probably ready for them to get over with the breakup, you know? Yeah, I think that it's a missed opportunity, but they ended it as well as they could have. All right, that's the end of the episode. It's a really nice, sweet ending. And I really like the end tag. I love the end tag. I think it's hilarious. Pretending to do bloopers, but like... Not the actors doing bloopers, the characters pretending to do bloopers. And Jeff kind of, was it Jeff who says you guys are It's aren't Jeff, cool? yeah. And then the Dean walks in trying to include himself and like, like runs into the door on purpose and stuff. I don't know. If you haven't seen this bit of them pretending to do bloopers in a while, it, it, it's funnier seen than explained for sure. Yeah. Whenever the Dean gets to do like, oh, <laughs> whatever he's like really up like that is great. When he's like crying, laughing, and it's really funny. Super he just wants funny. to be included. Steven, that's the end of the episode. What a good one. This is an A for me. So good. I uh, love it. I think just about any day you tell me I have to watch an episode of season four of Community, it's going to be this one. It's going to be this really one. It's really funny. It's really sweet. It reminds me why I love the characters, and it's a very good reminder of how season four can pull off an episode that belongs in the Community history books. This is something different than what they've done before. They pull it off perfectly. And I don't think Dan Harmon's community would have done it as sweet as it is done here. And I think they did a great job. That's it. They did yeah. a good job. We've done it. Any last love words it. before the MVP, Steven? You know, I think this was a great episode. I think that it really almost reminded me, you know, just how good this show can be when it has all the heart and all the other pieces that I love about it. All right, let's talk about MVP. Was it easy for you? Did you have any discourse? No, I had a top four that I've narrowed it down to. I think it was a top two for me for most of it. I want to give honorable mention to the Dean. Honorable mention to Abed. I love Abed in this episode. I think he's great. Abed for me, meaning it was Abed as Troy? Abed as Troy, yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to... It was between Troy and Britta for yeah. me in this one. And I think when it's all said and done, I settled on Britta. I think that she handles all this with a lot of class and grace and is still loving and and it's a hard thing to deal with especially watching all of it unfold in front of yourself it shows and realizing that her grip what's going on, on understanding mental health might be more solid than anybody gives her credit for exactly so i gotta give it to britta i think this is one of my favorite britta episodes of the whole show i don't think this is as good of a britta episode i don't even think this is a britta episode britta's good in this episode but i don't think it's as good of a britta episode as her story of dance was where she finally gets to have like that victory and everyone gets to be there to see it sure. and stuff like that. Here's what I'll say. This was uh, not to discount you. I can s- those faces that Britta pulls in this episode are daggers through the heart. She does a great job. 
What I'll say, I had a really, really close, like, between two people for mm-hmm. my MVP. I'm going to give my first honorable mention. I will give to Britta. I think the reason that she isn't more in in talking for me is because of what I said. I think they do sell the character a little short in the situation. I think she should have had a little bit more of an been a little bit more of an active player in the conversation of whether or not her relationship should end. You know, I think she should have been a little bit more active in that. My other honorable mention is going to be Troy. And it's just because it's not until the end that he's fully immersed in that plot that makes it such a good Troy moment. A lot Mm -hmm. of the episode, he does the great Abed impression, but he's just kind of stuck with Jeff and you're like waiting for him to get to that end. It's the Dean for me, and it's the Dean totally. because of his perfect Jeff voice. He wrote the f-ing episode. He got to show off his f-ing tight-ass yeah. body for once. It's a great Dean episode. Jim Rash deserves props for a lot of reasons in this episode, so I'm going to give it to him. And that's that. It. We ran a little long on this one, and I'm not surprised. This is a great episode. What a good one to talk about. Really I good. I think this has been fun. I've laughed a lot. Uh, I've learned a lot. Now I'm ready to go. Uh, well, now, Steven... I think we should adapt this, and now you are going to be me breaking up with Lily, okay? Okay, I'll do it. Can I get a little taste of it? You as me breaking up with Lily. Um, Let's see it. Hey, Lil. Uh, Thanks for answering. I'm glad you watched the show and write in. Um, I know we live together and everything, but I just think we should go different ways. So I want your stuff out, like, I don't know, sometime in the next couple days. (laughs) Yeah, but I love you, and we're still friends, right? Yeah, cool. Okay, bye. Gotta Call go. Call me back when you get this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for the show this week. Next week, we're talking about heroic origins. Write us in, podcast at gmail.com. Trivia, MVP, favorite funny moment for heroic origins. We're wrapping up season four like nobody's business. I'm excited to see how it closes out over the next couple weeks. Also, if you like the show and you want to support us, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Starting at $5, you can get our pre-show live every week. You get a new episode of Brokeback Bebop every Saturday and all kinds of other things over there. You get your name right off on this show. You get to hang out with us. You get postcards from us. It's a good time. Consider checking us out over there. Steven, where else can the people find us for free? You know, if you want to hang out with us for a charge of $0 a month, you can follow us over on Twitter over at You Can't Disappod. We're also on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. Then you can venture over to YouTube or Facebook and like, comment, subscribe, just obliterate that like button, smack the bell to get notified. Uh, Under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Well, it's been a lot of fun. You got any last words for the beautiful people that put us in their ear holes every week? Um, yeah, Zach, I have a few words. Okay. I wish we could go back to our bodies or whatever. I'm never f-ing going back. <laughs> <laughs> My wrists do hurt, though. <laughs> From inside the Dreamatorium, I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, movies, but I've never seen Die Hard. <laughs> Black Lives or James Bond or all you could make a compilation of all of the like hundred things of being like classic franchises that you've never seen. <laughs> I'll be like, you know this episode is a lot like this. I've never seen it, but I think it's a lot like it. <laughs> From inside the Dreamatorium and all that stuff, we love you. Black Lives Matter, get your shots. Uh we'll see you next week. It's been a lot of fun. Bye everybody. Tip your valets. Bye. People that listen to this podcast can't afford ballets. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye, everybody. Bye. You're it. You're the ultimate. It's automatic. I'm sure of it. No lie. So don't